Have you ever wondered how to get better at Facebook ads and how to be a good marketer? Well, in today's episode, we go into just that. I interviewed Stephen Blackburn and Stephen Johnson. They started their career into online business as a way to fund their music career. But as fate would have it, they ended up discovering a new talent they never knew they possessed, marketing. They went on to scale their first e-commerce business from zero to 209k in just seven months, which was followed by a list of other successful online businesses. They have now helped hundreds of businesses across the world improve their marketing, automations, and make more money online. Rich From Anywhere is a marketing educational platform for e-commerce business owners and online coaches slash course creators. But it's more than that. It's a community for those who are tired of not getting their exposure their business deserves, who are tired of working jobs they hate, not having the freedom to travel, and to top it all, not making enough money. In this episode, we go into so many incredible things from their journey of how they got into marketing, their tips for Facebook ads, what they know works well with coaches, and so much more. So excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. So I'm really excited to talk with you guys and learn about the Stevens. And I love to start with Tell me about your guys' 20s. Feel free to include any shit show moments we don't resonate with. Let's start there. Oh, man. Our 20s. Okay, so we actually met in our 20s. We're in our 30s now. I am 38 now. Not to give away my age. Steven is about to turn 37 here soon. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, Whoa, 20s. Yo, so so I met Steven when I was... 21 maybe 22 something like that yeah so yeah when we met oh boy those were humble beginnings we uh we were college kids and we were living in fort myers florida and we were you know going to school and and doing our thing we happened to both be music artists in our 20s that was what it was what life was really about was just music 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 so he was a producer and i was an artist but we both had that that knack for just music uh we end up doing a show at some club we were both lit at that time, we were both, you know, consuming some alcoholic beverages and performing and all of that. And and a friend of ours, uh, DJ Griff Gotti, RIP, he actually was like, yo, you're dope and you're dope. So why don't y'all just come together and, and just do a do a mixtape together? And we were like, you know what? That's actually a good idea. Let's do it. Because there honestly, like at the time, there was no one uh that was doing music like we were. We were both very unique in what it is that we were doing. We were unique in our sound. And I think that's what really gravitated us towards each other is we were always willing to think outside of the box. It's like when it came to just music and everything in general. So I think that's what really attracted us towards each other. We went home, started recording, recorded like three songs that night and the chemistry was just crazy. And, you know, from that point forward, we released the project, got really good feedback. And we were like, yo, let's just let's just become a group. Let's become the Spacesuit Junkies. So that was the name of our group. And, you know, it kind of went crazy. We kind of blew up in Fort Myers. And from that point, we moved to Atlanta and decided to really take our music seriously. And I'll let Steven turn into the Atlanta story of the the shit show in our 20s in Atlanta. We were in our 20s for a little bit out there too. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. But it was it was always just grinding in music. The whole whole entire 20s was all music. It was we jumped into some 
some internships at some really big recording studios in there. So I ended up getting a tour managing job for an EDM artist. And I traveled around the world for about two and a half years, just doing like tour managing and DJing and all this crazy stuff. So, and it was just really networking and it was just building relationships. And it was, it was also marketing too. So we had kind of started getting and developing our marketing chops before we really even knew what we were doing, because, you know, we, we go in the studio and we make this music and then we're like, well, we got to like, let people live. Like, it doesn't matter how good your music is. You got to let people know about it. Right. And, and social media was, it was out, but it really wasn't like it was today. Right. So we were still doing a lot of like going out in the streets and, and doing a lot of like, you know, putting flyers on people's windows and, and, and doing all the kind of like guerrilla marketing tactics and stuff like that, you know? So we had been developing, developing these marketing strategies for, for a while. We started kind of jumping into Facebook ads, like really, really early. And I think, I think the, the twenties were, were definitely, it was definitely a shit show for sure. Cause we didn't have no money. We had like, literally we were super broke and we were, we were making all this music and we were, like he said, we were developing a fan base and people were really rocking with our stuff. But as we develop and as we grow older, like, you know, my son was born, right? Things started to get a little bit more serious. We had to start making some money. Like things weren't like when you're like 18 years old and it's all good, you know, it's like, now nah, we got to figure out a way to make some money. So I think it was our late twenties, maybe even at this point when I was like about 30 or maybe it was like late twenties, something like that. We had this, we had kind of a, a common interest in online marketing, right? So we both kind of started getting into online marketing and we actually ended up starting an, an Amazon store. So we started in our Amazon store and we were like, all right, let's do this. Three, four months later, Amazon shut us down, right? So by by the way, anybody who does Amazon, just know that it is an opportunity. You can make some money on it, but you got to be very, very careful, right? Amazon literally sent us an email and said, yo, you violated one of our, our policies. Your account shut down. Boom, done. And when it's done, it's done. Yeah, like you got to you can't just start up another account. Like you got to get a new computer, like a new IP address and everything. Like Amazon does not play games. Yo. So at that point we were like, dang, we, we just put in like three, four months of work and Amazon just shut us down overnight and, and for something we didn't even know we even did. So then we learned about Shopify. Right. And we had some some um, some other people in the in our industry that were in our inner circle that were kind of doing the same thing. But we started a Shopify store and our whole literally like like the whole reason why we even got into this at all was just so that we can fund our music career. Because we were like, yo, we were so broke. We couldn't even fund video shoots like our videos look terrible, like they're the most bootleg thing ever because we had no money, you know. So we're like, yo, can we just make enough money to at least fund some video shoots and to to make our stuff look halfway professional, you know what I mean? So that we're not broke. Started this store up and we started running Facebook ads, driving traffic to this store. And we were watching a bunch of YouTube videos trying to do it because we didn't have a mentor at the time. So we were just watching YouTube videos, piecing a bunch of information together. And Sophia, we spent $5,000 in Facebook ads. And guess how many sales we made? Zero. Zero sales. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we were, okay, I just told y'all a minute ago, we were already broke, right? Now we were below broke. We were like, we were the other side of the, it was embarrassing. The broke, other side right? of the so, You know what I mean? And so, okay, now we're like, damn, we just spent five grand didn't make any sales clearly this is not the way to do it like we got to figure out something else so that's when we actually decided to hire a mentor we kind of chucked it up and said listen i'm not doing this anymore by myself like we need someone who already knows what they're doing and they could just show us the process so we ended up spending five thousand dollars for a mentor so put ourselves in more debt but 
Now we had the knowledge though, right? So we ended up getting this, this mentor and I will never forget this until the, like forever, I'll never forget this because this guy showed us the right way to do it. And we went home that night, implemented and ran a new ad with his strategy. And we ended up making a sale within eight hours before we even woke up in the morning, we made our first sale. So at that point, this is what we learned. This is what I took away from that situation. When it comes to running ads online, Facebook ads, TikTok ads, your success has nothing to do with time. And it has everything to do with your strategy, all right? Because we had just spent three, four months of our lives banging our head against a laptop trying to figure out how to make sales and we didn't make nothing. Spent five grand, nothing. And then this mentor comes in and says, well, here's why you're not making sales. Switch this up, switch this up and do this instead. And we we're like, okay. And we just, we just listened and just did it. And we ended up making a sale within eight hours, right? So long story short, we ended up, the other, the other thing that I learned from this experience is that when you find something that works, don't stop doing it, right? Keep doing it, keep doing it, right? And so we just took that same exact process and we just kept doing it. And we ended up taking that same store to about a quarter million in sales in the next seven months by doing the same exact process just over and over and over again. And then we ended up flipping that store and making some money on the exit as well. And then it's just been it's just been a crazy upward spiral, spiral from there. And, and it's interesting know? too because after we sold that store, in our eyes, we were like, yo, let's go ahead and just help others do the same thing. So we had the mindset of being the top ad agency in the world. I remember like saying my affirmations. That was one of my affirmations is like, I own the top ad agency in the world. And that was like our thing. We were like, yo, ad agency, ad agency, which for those of y'all listening, an ad agency is basically someone that you hire to run your ads for you and handle your marketing for you. And we did that for a little while and we got some really good results, but it wasn't very fulfilling to us. So we decided to shift a little bit. And instead of being an ad agency that does all the work for you, we started offering done with you services where we actually started teaching people how to empower themselves and learn these amazing skill sets of marketing so that they can go out and be successful themselves. And when we did that, that's when all of the gratification came because I can't explain to you the feeling of talking to a student and them telling me, yo, you changed my life. Tears coming down their face. People it's think, literally. yo, y'all changed the game for me. Y'all changed the way that, that my family operates. Y'all changed these things. Nothing in the world feels better than that knowing that you have an effect positively on someone else's life. So that's where we're at today. Now we have a, a coaching brand, a marketing mentorship company, and our main goal is to empower online businesses, coaches and consultants to actually go out there and utilize ad techniques and marketing techniques, email marketing, text marketing, all these amazing techniques, go out there and actually make money using them and empowering them to do it. So, I mean, I know we took up 10 minutes just telling our story, but it's been so gratifying and, uh, you know, an amazing experience. Yeah, I love it. And it seems like you guys have had quite the journey in your 20s. And oh, yeah. Uh, there's like so many different angles I want to go into, but I guess like the first one is like when you're doing ads with one of your students, how much do you look at like the offer? How much do you look at their website? How much do you look at like what they're already doing? Is there like things you have to change within that process or is it mainly like the ads that you focus on? And what are some things that you notice that could like really affect those results of the ads based off of like their website or offer? Well, I would say this, I would say the biggest mistake you can make being an online business is jumping straight to the ads. That's the biggest mistake you can make because if, if your offer isn't right, or if your website isn't optimized correctly, you know, you can, you can have like an amazing product, but if your messaging is off, 
the website doesn't look good, if the optimization is failing, then running the best ads in the world aren't going to do a thing for you. You're just going to drive traffic and it's almost like you have a repellent on your website and people are not going to hit your website and stay for, for a long time. So some of the things that we look at are website load times. If your website takes four or more seconds to load, you're in trouble because in this day and age of instant gratification, you got to understand people are clicking your link and they want it to load instantly so that they can continue that experience. So if your website isn't loading fast enough, what's going to happen is they're going to wait for about three seconds and then they're going to leave and they ain't coming back either because the experience to them wasn't worth it. So they're going to leave. Another thing that happens is, you know, people will visit a website. They'll, they'll click around, they'll end up going to the product page, but there's no, there's nothing incentivizing them to buy. There's no information on the page. There, there, there's no detailed product description. And here's one thing, I'm gonna drop a quick gem on y'all. Here's one thing that a lot of the bigger brands in the world are doing right now on their pages in order to get more people to buy. And it's very simple. They're utilizing video content on their product pages because video actually describes to your end customer how amazing your product really is. They're able to see the product in action. And I don't care if you're a coach, consultant, if you have an e-commerce brand that's selling a physical product, it's still the same. Video is going to outperform, you know, just a static image every day of the week. So, so we definitely don't focus on ads initially. We focus on a lot of those back-end things just to make sure that, you know, you're driving traffic to a clean website that's going to convert. 100%. We take more of a holistic approach because everything does play into each other, right? Everything's going to affect everything. And here's the beautiful part, guys. The beautiful part, and this is what I get so hyped about digital marketing and this side of things is because the the answer to your questions, there is there is literally analytics that will tell you everything about your entire funnel. It'll tell you what's working, what's not working, why it's not working, and it'll tell you down to the most small detail of if you do have a bottleneck somewhere, it'll tell you exactly where it's at, right? Because we look at this, all this data, because when you start running ads, basically what happens is all these numbers start popping up in your account, right? And we look at this, these numbers are, they're like a language. And this language is literally telling you exactly what's going on, like down to the smallest detail. But like with any language, if you don't speak the language, then you have no idea what's going on. And then you, you end up like most people who are just going in their ad account, looking at all these numbers, and they're trying to read a language that they don't speak, even though like the answer to their problems are literally jumping up and down screaming. I'm like, hey, over here, I'm the problem. Look, look, look. But if you don't understand the language, then you don't know what's wrong. And that and that causes you to spend a lot of money on stuff that was never going to work in the first place. Or, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Or or like because the thing is, is like you can have something that's working, but like if you don't know why it worked, then you can't replicate that success. Right. Or if you have something that didn't work, well, you have no idea why it didn't work. So you can't fix it. So it's like either way, it's all bad. Right. Yeah. We definitely look at we look at the offer. Right. That has a lot to do with it. We look at the content. We look at the website that's being driven to because like he said earlier, if you have if your website's not optimized for conversions and you don't have the right psychological triggers on there that make people buy. Because, by the way, there are psychological triggers that you must abide to. Like you must understand these things. All humans have these things. And if you if you're working against human nature, then human nature is going to work against you. But if you work with human nature, human nature will work with you. Right. So once you understand these things, it's like it's almost like taking candy from a baby. It's kind of it's 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 like the most powerful thing that you could ever understand. So yeah, I don't know. I could literally talk about this all day long. <laughs> so, I, I, so I want you to go deeper into psychological triggers 
Could you go into it yeah. for maybe an e-com brand for an offer, mm -hmm. like different examples of what those triggers would be? For sure. So when you think about it like this, I want y'all to, everyone listening know, to know this. First of all, people only take action for two reasons and two reasons only. That's it. Those two reasons are either to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. That's it. And I don't care what it is that you do, all people take action on one of those things. So if you want to create an awesome offer... Well, you have to, first of all, understand that an, an awesome offer is subjective, right? What might be awesome to one person might be completely irrelevant to the next person. So if you want to create an awesome offer, you have to know what people's, what your client's pain points are, and you have to know what their pleasure points are. You have to understand your target audience better than they even know themselves, right? That way, when you're creating your offer... And when you're creating your ad copy or creating your ad content, whatever it is, you're speaking directly to those people, you know? So understanding that, understanding just that alone will help your, your help, will help your content create so much, uh, convert so much better. And, and here's a little trick for y'all too. If, if you're trying to get people to convert, if you're trying to convert cold traffic into your world, people who don't know you yet, it's more likely that they're going to convert if you use pain. All right. Just don't tr try to take people straight to pleasure and try to get them to avoid pain because they're more likely to, to take that approach. They're more likely to trust you. Right. So that's a little, little tip for y'all as well. Some other things that you should have on your landing pages I mean, there's a few things that I want to touch on is scarcity, urgency, right? People need a reason to move or they won't move, right? Like how many people, you know, out there will like, they'll know something's in their best interest, but like, if they don't have like a reason to move now, they'll just drag their feet forever, right? So use urgency, use scarcity, right? Use these kind of tactics to get people to move and get, get people to take action, right? And obviously be honest about what it is that you're saying. If, if there's only, if, if this discount is only available till midnight, be honest about that. Hey, hey, it's only available till midnight. Get people to move, right? So that's another thing that you should definitely be doing on top of what he said earlier, which is like making sure all the information that is needed is on the page, right? Video content is a great way to do that because they say a image is worth a thousand words, but a video is worth a thousand images, right? You can get so much more information across in a quick video that an image or, or text would not do. And everybody who's trying to figure out how to create a, a good landing page, remember this, a confused mind does not buy. Confused mind does not buy, period. Like what's gonna happen is if these cold, if this all this cold traffic hits your page, they're reading and look, they're looking at your video, they're looking at your images, they're reading your words or whatever. If they go through all that information and if there's one question that's left unanswered, then by default, psychologically, they're just gonna leave because they have a question that's unanswered, right? So again, that all comes down to you understanding your client deep, 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 better than they even know themselves. Know exactly what questions they're going to ask. Know exactly what objections they're going to have before they even get to the page. That way, when they are looking at your content and they're reading through your product description and they get to the end of that product description, they ain't going to have any more questions. The only question they're going to have is like, yo, how do I buy this product? I'm sold. Let's go. You know what I mean? So if you take, those are a few tips. If y'all take those, y'all can go make a million dollars with that, yeah, what I just said right yep, there. Y'all can run it up for sure. A couple things I want to highlight there and, and not just glance over is really knowing your audience better than they know themselves. Like we can't just, we can't just skip over that, right? Like that's so important when it comes to customer retention. It's absolutely crazy. You know, pain being very attractive might sound a little counterintuitive to people like, you know, what, like, what do you mean pain is attractive? Like, I don't want pain at all. But in marketing, pain is very attractive, right? So for instance, you could say something along, like if you if you have a hair care brand, right? And, and your whole goal is to help people grow long flowing hair, you wouldn't lead with, hey, here's the 10 secrets to growing long flowing hair. You would say, 
discover the top 10 mistakes that prevent people from growing long flowing hair. Because now what you've done is you've led with pain. And you're going, I, I guarantee, like try this out. I promise you, try this out and do a split test. Try using messaging that leads with pleasure, that leads with whatever someone's goal is. And then try creating another one, some other messaging that leads with that pain. I guarantee you, the pain is going to get more leads because people are more likely to trust you when it's a when, when it's a so-called life and death situation. I'll give you a perfect example. If you were walking, let's say you're walking downtown, like like downtown in your city. Let's say you're walking and all of a sudden somebody somebody just comes up to you like, hey, here's five hundred dollars here. Take it right now. The first thing that I'm going to do when I see that is I'm going to be like, yo, did you rob a bank? Like, what did you what did you do? What's like, I'm, I'm going to question that. Right. Now let let's let's flip the screen here. Let's flip let's flip the script. Let's say that I am downtown and I am struggling. I'm 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 dying of thirst. I I just need something to to help me to survive. And then that same person comes running up to me like, "Yo, yo, here. Here, take this. Here's here's some water for you, right? I'm going to rip that water out of his hand. I don't care if it has if that has dirt in it. I don't care what it has. And I'm drinking that thing down. I'm I'm drinking it up, right? But if it would if I wasn't in pain, I wouldn't want that glass of water. Because it's like, yo, did you spit in it? But because I'm in pain, I don't care if you spit in it. I don't care if you threw some dirt in there. I don't care at all. I'm more likely to take the help. So for those of y'all watching right now, think about that analogy when it comes to your offers. And I promise you, if you do that, you're going to generate more leads because that's honestly what business is about. If you look at the top businesses in the world, they're all doing one thing on a consistent basis. They are focused on generating as many leads as humanly possible. And then when they collect those leads, they're not just sitting on them. They're actually going out there and marketing. I can't tell you how many how many text messages and emails I get from Kylie Cosmetics. Don't ask me why I'm subscribed to Kylie Cosmetics, but I am. And she be sending me she be sending me emails and texts literally every day because one thing that we like to do and this is what I encourage you to do as well, research your market. Research the top brands in your market spam yourself with their content because what that's going to do is that's going to allow you to to spy on what it is that they're doing so that you can implement that within your business as well so there's a couple more tips for y'all i mean yo this is this podcast is already a gemathon right now like like we we giving y'all a lot of thoughts y'all might need to go back and just listen to what we said again and like let it really absorb and one thing again i don't want him to to brush over that data collection we have clients i'm telling you we have clients that do four hundred thousand a month a quarter million a month a hundred thousand a month and we we actually sat down one day we looked at like what all these elite clients that we have they get the most results and get the most had the most success what do they have in common and what we realized that there was a commonality between all of them is they were all hyper focused on collecting data from their users and what i mean specifically is emails phone numbers names pixel data right collecting this information because the thing is i want you guys to all understand this when you are just out there building your social media you're building your facebook you're building your instagram that's great but you have to understand that you do not own those platforms you are renting that space what happens if instagram just shuts you down one day right what happens if facebook gets hacked what happens if tiktok gets banned in the us you know what i'm saying like what happens is all those followers that you built up they're gone overnight and if you don't have followers to reach out to, you don't have a business because you can't reach anybody. But if you have a tangible list of all your customers and followers, names, emails, phone numbers, and you own that list, that's ownership. You can now reach out to those people no matter what happens. You can say, hey, guys, look, my TikTok got hacked yesterday. It sucks, but it's cool. I'm still here. 
And by the way, I got a sale going on today. Here's the link. You know what I mean? And you can, your business keeps going. It keeps going. So you have got to be hyper-focused on collecting your leads and building your list because that's something that you own. And I know a lot of people don't talk about it because it's not very sexy to talk about. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to talk about data. But at the end of the day, like it's not very sexy to talk about, but you know what's really not sexy? What's really not sexy is growing a bit your social media profile to, you know, a hundred thousand people and making like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month, and then your account gets hacked overnight and oh. your business just completely dissolves overnight. That's really not sexy. Heartache. <laughs> you know what I mean? Heartache. So like if anybody doesn't take anything else from this from this podcast, man, start start building your list like now if you're not doing it. Because you're a sitting duck until you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious, going back to your point of you should know your customers better than they know themselves. How do you get to that point? And I'm curious, like your thought process on like, if some people who become coaches or consultants, they really used to be the client. So that's how they're able to know if that's correlated at all. Absolutely. 100%. So, so part of it is like being, so one thing that we like to say is don't think about your market, think from your market. There's a big difference there, right? When you're thinking about somebody or thinking from their perspective, right? So like to your point, a lot of times, like the reason why we're so good at what we do is because we were once in our students' shoes. So we understand what they're going through. We understand their mentality. We understand their pain um, and not being able to find a good mentor who has integrity and who's actually going to help them because there's so many people out here that are just trying to take people's money and can care less if they're getting them results. And we were once those guys who were just looking for help. Like, can anybody honest actually help me? Right. Yeah. So that was a really big problem. You know what I mean? And it still is today. So understanding that now that allows us to to develop coaching programs and products that are just incredible, like over deliver, like what people pay for with us, they always get 10 X, 20 X, what they're going to, what they're going to pay for always. It's like, it's a part of our company now. It's like, if it, if this doesn't provide 20 X more than what they paid for, then we're not even going to sell it. We're not even going to offer it. Right. And that philosophy with us has allowed us, you know, to kind of grow our business and create like a, a really, really amazing community of people who love us. So yeah, thinking of thinking from your audience, but also if, if you've never been that person before, then, then just simply do like do surveys, ask people, right? You can literally hop on calls with people that have the problems that you're trying to solve and just ask them the questions. You know what I mean? And, and just take down those notes and just really just learn about it. And the other reason why we learned so much about our clients is because we took thousands and thousands of sales calls with these people, right? We've, I've heard, I know exactly what our clients need, right? It's not even, it's irrefutable at this point. After thousands of sales calls, I hear the same things over and over and over again. And this is what's going to happen. When you start having these, these conversations and you start sending out these surveys, you're going to see commonalities. You're going to see the same questions start popping up over and over and over again. You're going to see the same objections popping up over and over and over again. And that is your marketing material. Easy. It's as easy as that. And for so for those of y'all that don't have a client base yet and don't have the ability to survey these people, because that, that's the easiest way, right? Is just survey your community, go on IG stories, create a poll, ask the right types of questions, and you can get a lot of intel. But for those people that, let's say you're just getting started out and you want to become a coach or consultant, or you want to start just selling more product and you know, get your name out there more. One of the easiest things you can do that has just come about within the last year is use ChatGPT. It's it's literally that easy. All you have to do is type in the ChatGPT, hey, ChatGPT, assume the role of an expert in whatever field you're in, assume the role of that expert and write me 10, 10 to 20 
different pain points of someone that's trying to grow long flowing hair. You do that and you hit enter, ChatGPT is gonna give you a list of all of those pain points. Mind you, ChatGPT is like, is like the brain of 20 million Albert Einsteins on steroids though. It's, it literally knows everything about, about everything on the internet. So you ask ChatGPT that, ChatGPT is going to give you all of these pain points, whether it's itchy scalp or, or dandruff or whatever it is. You then take those pain points, you plug it into your messaging, and it's an easy way to begin just attracting a flood of new people that need your help. And you, ha you have to be in the business of helping people. You have to be in the business of changing lives. Like when someone asks me what I do, I always say, yo, I'm, I'm co-owner of a company and what we focus on is changing lives for a living. You have to be in the business of changing lives. And I don't want you to think that just because you sell a small product or just because your brand isn't big time yet that you don't have impact. If you can impact one person with your product, you're changing lives. And your goal should be to change lives for the better. So I don't care if you're selling clothes, you're still changing lives. You're still making them happy. You're still, you're still providing them with some sort of, of benefit, right? If you're an online coach or consultant, your whole goal is to change their lives so that they can have the freedom and you know be able to spend more time with their family and achieve more of their goals. So regardless of what it is, you have to be in the business of changing lives. And if you're looking at your product right now and you don't get that feeling that it's going to change lives, and I'm sorry, but you need, you need to change your product. You need to change what it is that you're offering because that's what it's all about. Mm, such a good point. And I'm curious, like your guys' take on what's your favorite ad platforms? Why do you like one over the other? And also, like when you have someone just starting off, what sort of budget do you have them start off with just to start testing? Very good, good questions. Question. Very good questions. So, so we've dabbled with a lot of these ad platforms. I mean, I've done Google ads in the past, didn't do Google ads for very long because I find that data collection wise, it's not as good as the platform that I'm going to talk about, which is Facebook. Facebook, hands down, is the number one platform to be running ads on right now. Now, TikTok, which is, a, which is another platform that we specialize in and run ads in, love TikTok ads. You can get good results with TikTok ads. The issue is TikTok ads are newer, okay? Now, not to say that they don't work. We have a TikTok ads course right now that, that can get you really good results. But TikTok is a newer platform. So give TikTok a little bit longer and they're going to catch up with Facebook and maybe surpass them because of the amount of data that they're collecting. But I would still encourage you to do TikTok ads. But if you want to just get straight to it and get it popping right now, Facebook mm -hmm. ads are where you want to be. And Period. it's funny because with Facebook, 2020 was an interesting year. 2020, everything shifted online. So if you're a brick and mortar business, your, your, your business probably died or really struggled. But if you were an online business, that was kind of like the golden period for yeah. just explosive growth online, whether you were running Facebook ads or not. Now, if you were running Facebook ads in 2020, it got real. It got like you were like you were generating crazy amounts of revenue running Facebook ads. It was almost like you pressed some sort of magic button and the, and the sales were coming in. But then 2021 hits. And in 2021, there was something called the Apple iOS update where basically Apple decided to no longer allow Facebook to collect data from its users. And keep in mind, like iPhones are literally the number one phone in the US. So if Apple is no longer allowing Facebook to collect that data, remember we talked about data being 
the most valuable asset in the world, if Apple's no longer providing that information to Facebook, then there might be a little problem. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So a lot of people that were running ads in 2020, they flipped to 2021. And now all of a sudden their ads that used to be performing are no longer performing. And then Facebook decided, because they, Facebook does have your best interest at heart sometimes, <laughs> But what Facebook decided to do is they decided to take away, I'd say, one third of the interest that you used to be able to target on Facebook to make things more streamlined and optimized for you. So that, again, caused some issues with ads. But Facebook always had an end goal of making it better for advertisers. So now we look at things today and Facebook ads are lit right now. Facebook popping. ads are 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 popping right now. And and just to, just to show you that we ain't lying, we actually have a student right now who who last month in July generated 300k in revenue in one month, right? She's on track to she might have already hit a million dollars for the year as we she speak did. right now. She actually just messaged me the other day. She just hit a million for the uh, year. A million. And and here's the thing. She's selling clothes, right? And she's drop shipping. So for those of y'all who don't know what that what that means, that means that you don't even need the products in your house. You don't even need to tangibly have the products. People just go to your website, you buy they buy the product on your website and then the manufacturer just ships the product straight to the customer. So, so think about this. One of our students hit a million dollars in revenue this year so far, and it's in August right now at the time of this recording. She's doing it from her, basically her kitchen inside of her. Like she doesn't even have a warehouse. She's doing it from her spare bedroom in her kitchen, a small, small little house. And she don't, I think she has maybe like one employee, right? And she's drop shipping, doesn't even have any inventory. Million dollars. And and there and there's some and I, I'm saying that because there's so many people out there that that hear these numbers like million dollar a year, two million dollar a year, and they they hear these and it just feels like such a far-fetched situation, right? And you need this big warehouse and you need to be this big corporate entity in order to hit these numbers. But I'm telling you, you are thinking the old way. This is not then. Maybe 20 years ago, that was the case. But here in 2023 and moving forward, you do not need to be this massive corporate structure. You don't need a million followers for you to make a lot of money, right? All you need is a really good strategy to drive people into your funnel, know how to convert those people, and then take care of those people. And if you keep doing that over and over and over again, eventually you will look back and you will have this community of people that is just growing and growing and growing and that just love you, love you to death. And we have this thing that we love to talk about a lot. It's called the thousand true fan rule. Have you ever heard of it before? I have. So it's, it's such an incredible thing. And just for those of y'all who haven't heard it, all it means is basically if you can get a thousand true fans to spend a hundred dollars with you over the course of a year, you just made a hundred thousand dollars a year mm. with a thousand people. And to put that in perspective, a thousand people is not really a lot of people. Really, like there's over three at the time of this recording, there's over three billion active users on Facebook and, and Instagram. Like, do you think you can get like a thousand people to rock with you? Like, maybe not all three billion might not rock with you, but you can get at least a thousand, right? And then a hundred bucks a year, it literally breaks down to eight dollars and thirty three cents a month. That's like literally zero dollars, right? So those two elements is like a thousand bucks. That's like an ordinary element, and a hundred dollars a year. That's an ordinary element, ordinary things. But when you took when you put two ordinary elements together over consistency, you, you can create an extraordinary result, right? And if you want to make more than 100K, great. We'll get your, get your customers to spend 500 bucks with you a year. Now you're making half a million dollars a year with a thousand people, right? These are the things that are happening 
whether you want to believe it or not, right? Anybody who's watching right now, whether you want to believe what we're saying or not, doesn't make a difference. It's happening. And there are people taking advantage of this stuff. And, and here's the truth of it is there are people out here, and I want y'all to really listen to me when I say this. There are people out there that are less talented than you, that are less qualified than you, that are making more money and being more successful than you simply because they believe in themselves, simply because they're going after it and they're taking action on these things, right? So you, you can't just sit here and listen to us talk about all these amazing things that are happening. You have to be like, actually go after it. You know, that's another one of the commonalities of all the successful people we know is when they see an opportunity, they don't just sit on it, right? When they see an opportunity, they get on it, you know? So don't be one of those people who just see an opportunity and you're like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. I think I'll just do nothing. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, like, no, that's an opportunity. Run after it like an animal, like a wild wildebeest. Just go after it, right? And I think that's one of the things that sets us apart from the from other people who haven't seen the success we have it's not because we're smarter than them or cooler than them or any, we don't have any advantages the only thing that's different between us and them is that we took action faster than they, than they did that's it and because we took action faster than they did we had we got a head start and guess what that head start it just it just it sets you apart now we're like light years ahead of people who didn't take action back in the day and they can never catch up to us if even if they wanted to right and that's what's going to give you the advantage in in whatever it is that you're doing, you know? So take action, man. Hmm. I love the breakdown that you went into. And I have two completely different questions that are, I'm thinking of for you guys. So one is, what's your thoughts on like buying an e-com store that's already doing well versus building one and just starting from scratch? And then the second one is, totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, while you're thinking of that, I'll answer, I'll okay. answer that one. Right? Because the difference between, for, so this is my perspective, right? If you're going to buy an e-commerce store that's already generating revenue, great. But I think it all comes down to what your goals are too, right? You got to understand, in my opinion, I think knowledge is power or knowledge is potential power, right? And I think that when you buy a store and it's generating revenue, that's great. But you got to make sure, you better make really, really good sure that you have a team in place that's going to help you continue that success, right? Because it's a good good chance that that store is just not going to keep generating revenue by itself without any advertising, right? So if you don't if you don't understand how advertising works, you don't understand how to run ads, you don't understand how to fulfill products or do these types of things, at least a base knowledge of it, then there's a really, really great chance that something somewhere along the line is going to come by and is going to knock you off your off your game, you know? And because you're not knowledgeable, you're not even going to understand how to pivot from that. You're not going to know how to do it. So you're always going to be reliant on some ad agency to run ads for you and ad agencies come and go. So, you know, if you're going to buy if you're going to buy a store, I would still, this is me personally, I would still recommend get some kind of training in that business. Understand how e-commerce works. Understand how Facebook ads work. That way you can at least hire the right people to help you manage that store because you'll, you'll be hiring them from an educated standpoint, right? And if, if for some reason those people decide to, to leave one day or that ad agency dissolves because that happens all the time, at least now you're knowledgeable enough to say, okay, well, I can kind of pick up where they left off. You know what I mean? And I can kind of jump in and and kind of swing things until I find another one, right? Because if you're not knowledgeable, anything can knock you off your game. You know what I mean? What do you, what would you say, bro? Uh, I would say like, that, I'll put it like this. There are people that are well off right now and the whole their whole thing is they don't want to start from scratch. They don't want to have to go through the rigors and the, the pain of starting an e-commerce brand from the ground up. 
because it is work. So what I would say is if you're in the position where you already have money to like really invest and elevate a brand quickly, I would advise you to, yeah, buy a, buy a store that's already popping. Like for instance, there's um, one of our, one of our uh, mentors, one of the guys that we listen to, his name is Russell Brunson and he created ClickFunnels from scratch. But now what he's doing is he's strategically buying these other companies that are already performing really, really well. And because he's skilled at marketing, like you just mentioned, bro, because he's skilled at marketing, he knows how to keep them afloat, but doesn't have to exactly. go to the ground level and build up these brands and bang the hammer and, and, and elevate them to crazy statuses because they're already there. He just has to maintain it. And he has the, no the knowledge and the marketing chops to do that. Same thing with Alex Hormozzi. Alex Hormozzi created an amazing gym brand and it did really, really well, made millions of dollars a year. But once he decided to exit that and sold that, he realized, yo, I have the marketing chops already. I know marketing. I've already built up a brand. So let me focus on acquiring other brands that are doing $3 million or more per year. And let me elevate them because it's a different type of skill set to to help a brand that's making $3 million a year and get them to 20 than it is to build a brand from scratch. It's two completely different skill sets. But because he's already done that and because he has the marketing chops and knows what that life is about, building big brands, he's like, yo, I'm not going to do this work and, and just build up a small brand. I'm going to take my brand, my name, my marketing chops. I'm going to buy these new companies and I'm going to 10x those companies. So I think it yeah. really just depends on where you're at in your journey. If you, if, you're, if you have the marketing chops and you're super knowledgeable about what it is that you got going on and you have some cash, yeah, buy a, new, buy a company that's already doing it because you know with your skill set you can elevate them. But if you're just starting out and you have money, but you don't have the marketing chops, I would highly advise you to get those marketing chops first before you decide to buy another store. Yeah, I mean, marketing at the end of the day is the lifeblood of any business. Yep. And I don't care what industry it is. If you're a chiropractor, you need people, you need backs to adjust. You know what I mean? If, if you're a coach, a consultant, you need people to teach. Like your, your knowledge is literally like worthless if, you, if people don't know about you. You can have the most amazing product in the world, but if nobody sees it, then it's going to sit there and collect dust forever. So it's like if you're someone who's watching this video right now and you're in business, marketing is something that you should just get good at regardless because it's such an important part. And yes, you can outsource video creation and video editing. You can outsource customer service. Those are things that, yes, you outsource those things. You don't need to be doing that. But something as important as marketing, you should probably at least understand that. Yes. You know, you should understand the basics of it. That's why, you know, Russell's able to do those things and Alex is able to do those things, you know? And, and the thing is, it doesn't have to take a long time for you to learn this stuff. It doesn't have to. You can do it the hard way and go watch YouTube videos until you're blue in the face, or you can just hire someone to just teach you everything that they know, right? Like one of, like this quote I love is, is, I think it was Warren Buffett who said, yes, you have to learn by mistakes, but there's no rule that says that the mistakes have to be yours, right? So having a mentor allows you to come inside and listen to what they did wrong. And then now you don't have to spend millions of dollars testing this stuff. You could just, just skip past all those headaches. And you don't have to spend 10, 15 years, you know, learning what it is that we learn. You could just take our mentorship and we'll just teach you in a few hours. Boom. It's like the greatest hack for success ever. You know what I mean? For real. <laughs> so Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm curious, like for people who have like tried and failed in marketing, maybe they've gotten like a bunch of different programs. All of them have like failed for them. Like what tips would you have to get them like back into marketing, back into like wanting to try marketing for like maybe if they've been burned in the past by different programs? That's actually a really good question. 
And the reason why is because I would say 50%, 50 to 60% of our students have been burned in the past, you know, and it, it's, it's, sometimes it's a difficult subject and people don't really want to talk about it. But what I would say is, yo, if you've been burned in the past, start really being, being precautious about the people that you are absorbing information from. And one thing that we like to do is we like to say, yo, ask me any marketing question regarding Facebook ads, TikTok ads, Instagram ads, content creation. Ask me any marketing question that you want. Put me on the spot right now and ask me and I guarantee you I will have a solid answer for you. You know, and I I, I encourage anyone looking for a coach, uh, anyone looking for guidance from someone, I encourage you to put them on the spot and really see what their knowledge is like. Now, I will say this. Sometimes there's people that are what what we call the attractive character. They're people that are just the front man for the brand, but they don't have a lot of knowledge. Their team is doing it. That's totally fine, right? But another thing that you can do, and this is tried and true as well, is look up their particular name and type scam next to it and see what pops up. See if they have people that have had terrible experiences with them and do your own vetting, do your own research. Because even us, like I encourage y'all, look us up, like go to our website, mm -hmm. check out our reviews, go on YouTube, see what people are saying about us. But I encourage y'all to do your research because we could be up here lying to you right now. We could be up here mm -hmm. telling you, selling you all these false dreams and hopes and lying about all this stuff. So I encourage you to go out there and do your research on us even, right? Because we're not yep. we're not immune to these things either. We're, we are real people as well. So I encourage y'all to do your research. And I think that's yeah. one of the, the biggest things that, that people make mistakes with when it comes to figuring out the brand or the types of people that they want to acquire is, first of all, you have to do an audit. You have to do an audit of yourself. You have to audit your skill set, audit, audit your knowledge base and say to yourself, hmm, am I good at, at these particular things? And if the answer is no, you're not good at it, you should probably get a little better at it before you go out and hire someone who is good at it. And that's kind of controversial and that might shake some people up, but here's the reason why. If you have no knowledge about a particular subject and you just seek knowledge from someone who knows everything about it, how do you know that what they're saying is law? How do you know that what they're saying is the actual truth? I'll give you a perfect, perfect example of this. Let's say that, that you have a, a brand new car and you know nothing about cars, by the way. So you go into the car shop to get a quick little oil change. Now, when you take it in, the mechanic comes back to you and says, hey, just want to let you know, we filled up the oil, but we noticed that your transmission is leaking and you're going to need new transmission fluid and the job is going to cost around $3,000. You, not knowing anything about cars, is not you're not going to question that. You're going to talk to that mechanic and say, dang, okay, okay well, guess I'm going to have to just pay this $3,000. You're going to give him the 3K and all along your car is in totally fine condition but you just forked over all that money because you're not knowledgeable about that thing. However, if you were knowledgeable about it, you would question them like, hmm, you know what? I'm actually not sure if that's the case because I literally just got this car. I, I checked my transmission before I went in there and you're able to now call them out on their BS. And that's the problem that a lot of our students previously had was that they would hire an agency blindly without knowing anything about marketing at all. And the marketing agency would tell them that they were going to do XYZ for their brand and they did not do XYZ for their brand, but there was no way for them, the student, to actually know that. And that's how you get burnt. So I encourage y'all to get a little bit of knowledge so at least you know how to navigate and know when someone's BSing you. That's, that's what I think. Right. What do you say, bro? So check receipts. I think the biggest thing you've made is just check receipts, yep. right? 
Like when you're, when you're going and you're trying to find, cause like, it's kind of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing, right? Like you need knowledge in order to like hire somebody, but where you got to get the knowledge, you got to hire somebody before you get the knowledge. Right. So it's like when you're when you're thinking about hiring a mentor, check receipts, always, always, always make sure they're legit. But the other thing I want to add to that as well is like make sure that you're ready. I think a lot of people, they do go through courses and sometimes some people will claim that they get burned. But a lot of times they're just burning themselves because the information is there. But a lot of people don't lack information. A lot of people lack application. Right. So make sure that you're in a space where you're like, listen, I'm going to invest into this mentor because it feels right. My gut intuition about these people are, is right. I checked the receipts. They got reviews. I know that their stuff is validated, right? Now, the other side of that is make sure that you're ready to take action on the stuff that they tell you to do, right? Because like one of our mentors says to us is good coaching will seem counterintuitive at first, right? Because if you knew what to do, then, then you would already know to do it. So a lot of times people will go into a coaching program and they won't like the advice that the, that the mentor is telling them. And so they won't do it even though that's the way to do it, right? So you got to be open-minded. You got to be ready to try something new because if you keep doing the same thing you've been doing, you're just going to keep getting the same results, right? Period. We all know that, but you have to be ready to take action and become that person who, who really is ready for success, right? Who can actually, will, who, who's willing to, to apply the information, to be open-minded and try stuff because that's, that's a really, really big part of it. You know, I think a lot of people who claim that they get burned uh, end up burning themselves because they're just not, they're not applying the stuff. But there are the other rare cases, not rare cases, there are a lot of cases out there who people are just scamming people and giving them really, really just watered down information that's not helping them. I think that that side is too. So we're very empathetic to that. But um, yeah, I think that's, that's what I would say mm. on that. And I have a final question for you guys. So if you ever go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what would you want to tell them? Or if you want to tell them nothing at all, it's an option as well. That's a really good question. And I don't think anyone has ever asked asked me that before. If I could go back into my 20s and, and talk to myself, I mean, the 20s is interesting, though, because there's different levels of your 20s. You know, there's there's that that 20 to like, at least for me, like ages 20 to I would say like 24, 25. I was I didn't have the personal development skills that that I had from like 25 and on. So for me, one thing that I would tell my my super young self, number one is I would say, yo, you're going to be successful, but start start reading, start acquiring knowledge that that the greats have, that the that the big dogs have, that the multimillionaires have. I, I would tell myself to start on that path earlier because I did get to that path of like recognizing that and, and law of attraction. And the, the book that truly changed my life initially was Thinking Grow Rich. And that's the first book I read like in my 20s was Thinking Grow Rich. And it had a profound effect on me, but it wasn't until I was around 25 or so is when I read it. So if I would have known that stuff earlier, we, we would have been in a way bigger position now you know I, I probably would have like a few houses by now and and you know like making way more money not to say that we're doing bad now because we're doing great but still just acquiring the knowledge that i have now earlier by reading books would be would be probably the biggest thing for me knowledge is everything you know i'd say the same thing but i would say more specifically i would i would tell myself to learn sales and marketing earlier period point blank i think the the single biggest thing big the single biggest reason why we are successful is because we know how to sell ourselves 
every dollar that's ever been transferred from one hand to another was was done because it was sold. Somebody's always getting sell, so, so getting sold. You're either the person getting sold or you're the one you're the one selling. And and that's with every situation in life. And it's not just about business. It's about with anything. It's trying to get your your kids to to clean their room. You know, it's trying to get your spouse to spouse to understand a a certain type of thing that you're trying to get them to understand. You have to get good at persuasion. You have to understand persuasion. I would I would tell my younger self to get way super hyper focused on persuasion and sales from the get go. And I I can almost guarantee you we would we would have shortcut our process so much faster because we would have been able to sell ourselves better. We would have been able to sell ourselves to these studios and to these to these publishing companies better. We we would have been able to sell ourselves to the uh, to the DJs that were playing our music. We were been able to sell ourselves to the promoters of the clubs to get us on more stages, right? We would have been able to get ourselves in so many more situations if we would have just understood how to be more persuasive. So that's what I would say 100% because then once you're persuasive and you understand how to sell, everything else starts flowing in because once the money starts coming in, like the, your life changes. It, it say money's not money's not the most important thing in the world, but it's pretty it's like up there with oxygen, like Les Brown says, right? <laughs> like it's pretty it's pretty important, you know what I mean? So that's why, you know, we say we change lives for a living because yes, we help people make more money online. Because when you start making more money, your life changes as a result of it. Everything starts to change. So that's what I would say. I love that. I love that. No one's ever brought up the point of learning sales and marketing in your 20s and how important that is. Such a good point. And I'm surprised no one's brought that up. It's usually something else than that. Yeah. Well, well, thank you guys so much for doing this. You guys dropped so much information. It was incredible. I want to try advertising again. <laughs> so <laughs> let us no know worries, if you need some no help. So we got to. And if anybody's interested in, in rocking with us and on a small level, like we have this thing that we do periodically called the Grow Your List Challenge, right? And it's a three-day live virtual event on Zoom, and we can attend from anywhere in the world. And we basically we've been building lists for a very, very long time. And we basically sat down and we put down all the the best strategies that we've learned for lead generation and for actually monetizing that list as well. And we've just laying it out in three days on, on Zoom, right? So if you want, you can, you can share that with your audience as well. It's a really, really low ticket way for you to come in and just learn more about us, but also learn how to start building a list and doing it the fast way. And then once you have a list, start monetizing that list. Because if you don't have that, again, it, it, what are you doing this for? You know what I mean? Like you're just a sitting duck sitting around posting on Facebook when the algorithms are, are already stacked against you. You know that the al Facebook algorithm, like when you post something, only one to 3% of your audience actually sees it organically. Same thing on Instagram. You know what I mean? So if you're if you're just trying to focus on like posting on social media organically or you're doing SEO and stuff, I'm just letting y'all know that's the slow way to grow. And we don't like the slow way. We want the fast way, right? <laughs> so um, y'all can feel free to join the challenge, man. And I guarantee you, your face will just melt right off your face with the information that we're going to give you in these three days. Guarantee it. Yeah, so I hope you don't like your face too much. If you like your face, then don't join Don't the come if you don't want that, but he's not <laughs> lying. Like people right have on. literally said, yo, y'all melted my face off in those three days. People have said that for real. And it's because we give. Like, if you listen to this podcast, there's people, like, I guarantee you, Sophia, if you were to interview certain marketers, they're 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 gonna hold back on you. They ain't gonna give you the all of this. They might they might lead you into it a little bit, but they're not gonna freely just give up some of this information that we gave. And for those of y'all rocking in that listen to this podcast, hopefully by now you can tell. So the Grow Your List Challenge is actually a really good way to jump in 
and start building your list because this is what the biggest brands in the world are doing on a daily basis. They're gaining more leads, gaining more emails and phone numbers, and then they're marketing to that list. And that's what's bringing in the most money. So highly encourage y'all to join that. Yeah. And where can we find you? Where can we connect with you guys? And also what's the link for that as well? So it's, Absolutely. So we'll drop the link for you yeah, um, yeah. at Rich From Anywhere, everywhere, right? Basically. So you go to www.richfromanywhere.com. You can check out a bunch of testimonials. You can check out a bunch of our different services and packages that we have. You can go find us at, um, at Rich From Anywhere on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the same, pretty much. Just check us out. Shoot us a message. We're not bougie. We'll, we'll, we'll reply back. <laughs> yeah, we definitely will, for sure. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.